Shout out to my boy Mickey, man. He came through literally. I mean, he told me um, the mix today was worth 300 G's. So I thought he was trying to tell me he's going to charge me 300 G's for me to pay him to come through. I didn't know he was going to bring 300 G's yes. up here. So that's a good shocker, man. So today is really a $300,000 mix, a cash mix. By Mickey Mace. What's I, up, Mickey? I got to, I got to pay for the clout. I'm just I'm not naturally cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I have no way. I, I got to pay fuck my way. Here, this guy's cool as fuck, man. You saw he was turning up and shit. Yo, he was all fucking. He had the one gold tooth, but he was like, "See ya." <laughs> He's done That's this before. It. You know what I'm saying? What you got over here besides 300 G's of cash, man? So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here, man? So this is some weed lean that uh, me and the Backpack Boys just came out with. Um, a lot of them have my face on it. I can't believe people want my ugly face like oh, on Friday. Let me get the, um, yeah, let me get one of those. Oh shit, scissor. Yeah, so uh this this will this will get you really twisted. We found like a loophole. <laughs> it lets you put uh a thousand milligrams, right? Holy shit. And it's like edible, but you drink it. Recommend you mix with sparkling water, but whatever, that's on you. Mm. And uh, like your average edible is ten milligrams. So we got a thousand milligrams in here. It was like so, a, so if I drink this whole thing right here, it's forget over. about it. Yeah, we're not gonna finish the interview. I'm gonna be dissing Ja Rule for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be over for me, right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, you want to be our test dummy? You want to drink this real quick and see the reaction? <laughs> take a couple swigs, you know, check it out. What flavor you want? You want to know what I recommend if you're going to take it straight? Yeah, hit me. Chocolate fudge. All right. And so how fucked up is this going to get me? Um, You know, we'll find out. Can I can I drink a little bit? Yeah, of this? I hope you do, bro. Uh, can I? Yeah, like right bro. now. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, crack it open. Right, I got go. some Perrier. You got a cup? I will recommend it, but you can take both of them straight. So it's not. It's make it clear. This is not lean. This is not like I'm hanging with fucking. It's not little co- flip or something. Not yeah. a, there's okay. there's no Prometh uh, in that THC in that. What's that shit called again? Promethazine. Promethazine and codeine. Yeah, but this is sold in uh, the cookie store, like cookies on Melrose. It's sold in all the Backpack Boy stores. It's mm. sold in all the Canade stores. Is it at Hardeen too? Um, it's coming to Hardeen. I got an interesting th- story. My thing behind cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't consume myself. To be honest with you, I'm completely straight edge. I don't curse. I don't drink sugar. I don't uh, drink wow. caffeine. I don't eat fast food i don't eat pork like, like a lot of things like, no strip clubs no hookers whatever but um the cannabis thing was interesting like, i'm a big advocate for cannabis um mm-hmm. if you use it correctly or like you know with the right motive but anyway my story behind cannabis is um there's this dude named keith mcgee and he's a nascar driver mm-hmm. and he hit me one time a long time ago and he goes hey bro long story short i left my i'm from alaska i left my whole family behind i moved to north carolina to pursue racing in nascar and I've ran out of money, and this was like when the crypto was collapsing. And he goes, "I had a crypto sponsor pulled out." Oh! And the NASCAR championship was in Vegas. It was like two two years ago, three years ago. And he goes, "I'm in the championship, but I don't have the money to race it. I have ten thousand left to my name. Can I fly myself to Vegas, give you ten bands, gamble, and if you win, donate all the winnings to sponsor the race team?" Oh wow, right? that's crazy! I kind of thought he was messing with me because it was too <laughs> easy. You know, it was too simple. And I was like, "Yeah, bro, whatever, man." Hit me up on Wednesday. If you arrive to Vegas on Wednesday, hit me. Wednesday morning comes. I'm in L.A. He texts me. goes, yo, I just arrived. What hotel should I stay at? I'm like, what? oh, my. I was like, oh, God dang. I got to get to Vegas, you know? <laughs> and we get there. We filmed the whole thing. We, like, we like vlogged it, whatever. And uh, we won. We, we won, like, a nice grip of cash. And I, I donated the money and sponsored the whole race. The thing is, though, because I paid for the whole race, I got full rights to design the car however I wanted. Get the fuck out of here. In my place here in L.A., I have the hood of that car, and it's this same photo of my face 
the entire hood of this NASCAR car is this giant, just my ugly mug. I'm, I swear to God, bro, it's crazy. The dude put it there as a joke, and I said, bro, just run that. That's fire. But what I ended up doing was I called some of the, I, saw, I called some corporations, some companies, and some influencers that I'm friends with, and I said, yo, like this is the value of sponsorship space there. I'm going to cover the cost, but you owe me a favor down the line. Mm. So I reached out to Jesse from Hardeen, right? Shout out Hardeen. Shout, big, big shout out wow. to Jesse. And I didn't know Jesse at the time. And I'm like, yo, like I got your number from, uh, you know, my boy, da, 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 da. And I want to put you guys on this NASCAR car. You'll be the first cannabis branded NASCAR history it's on a car. Cause, yeah, because technically cannabis is not allowed in NASCAR. And me and Jesse worked out a deal. I was like, bro, I'm going to cover the, like I got the cost. I don't want money, but you owe me one. And the only one was he and I started to engage in the cannabis space, which which really blew up into other things in the back end for me and, and interesting. He avenues. taught you all that shit, like everything, or, or yeah, you, or yeah. you he, learned. He, I learned. Sorry, I learned along the way, but he had put me with all the right people. Mm. He, I was in like the back office of Hardeen like for like six months every day, no, watching the business and understanding. He told me everybody to learn from. He gave me the phone number, set set up the meetings. We flew. Sorry, we flew between Cali and Vegas together mm -hmm. a bunch, and like. Now I'm here, you know. You didn't get humped by the husky, or you came. The uh, husky came after, I think. There's, there's, What's the husky? There's like a dog over there that's humping everybody in the office. Uh, nah, I don't know about no, no humping a, dog. I, I got Ian. Know. That's enough humping dog for me. <laughs> you humped your leg too? That's crazy. <laughs> okay, whatever. You got a humper. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy how the world is so small. Yeah. When it comes to the, like the weed business, so you got so you understand the politics in business too, like you know, because yeah, yeah. in, in Vegas, I think you got to grow everything there and mm -hmm. shit like that. I know you got your show over Cali, right? Which is the easiest to start. Yeah, so we started here in Cali. We, I was gonna start with Hardeen, but there were a lot of things. Yeah, me and Hardeen actually had uh, we hold a record, a state record for the fastest cannabis brand from uh, conception to shelf in Nevada state history. And it really? happened because we were attempting to use this NASCAR race as the launch of my brand at Hardeen. And last minute, I was just like, hey, bro, like, to be honest with you, I'm not really pressed about it. I think we'll have other opportunities and I have other things on my plate. Can we like take our time? And Jesse's like, oh, yeah, bro, you're in charge. Like, You want to take your time? Take your time. And so then we ended up getting on the shelves in L.A. first and then uh, actively now between Grower Circle and Hardeen, we're uh, making some stuff happen in Vegas. That's far, yo. Yeah. Who 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 has tried some of this stuff? Like some celebrity friends that's like, yo, this shit is crazy. Did you get it to like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Trippy Red or something like that? Get Trippy Red to drink one of those shits, and I'll probably send them some. I'm gonna hand a lot out. I mean, uh, I've been like radio silence on social media for mm -hmm. like maybe three months now. So like, I haven't even actually publicly marketed this. Like, it's on the shelves. You go to if you go well, to cookies, all the rappers it's there. come through here. Maybe I could get everybody to sip it and see the result. Yeah. I'm about to drink it right now. Let me yeah. see. Y'all want to film me? Can we get content? Am I gonna get like in trouble? Uh, uh, so you get your high? camera right up there. Right. See, look at that. Go label out. Oh shit! So I'm about to drink the um, <laughs> the Blue Jolly's uh, Scissor. And this one is a thousand milligrams. Yeah, you, you don't want to finish that. All right, let me let me let me have a sip of it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I get it. That's why you want it to be mixed. It's very syrupy. Yeah, it, it's like, it's like really a shot, rich yeah. in flavor. So yeah. like the the. It's like uh, Dimetap. Right. Mm. It's like good too, man. Yeah. Yeah, addicted to this stuff. I mean, I'm in a good addiction. I don't, I don't think I'm fucking crackhead or something. I'm not fucking Lamar older, man. You know, everybody oh be looking God. at me like I'm crazy. Man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Lamar. You know? Don't even let Lamar see this. You go crazy, man. 
And you have how many flavors now? Shout out all the flavors, man. Bro, we got, honestly, we, we have way more flavors than this. Mm. I'll just say some of the good ones. Uh, we got white cherry gushers. Mm. So some of the simple ones to understand is green jolly, blue jolly, red jolly, and chocolate fudge. And the green, blue, and red is mm. basically like a green jolly rancher with uh, sour Sprite, red jolly rancher with sour Sprite, and you know blue jolly rancher, sour Sprite. And then we have chocolate fudge, which honestly, you can go in coffee, put it with milk, whatever. It's like, wow. tastes like dessert. Homie right there is drinking the chocolate fudge. Yeah, I had some earlier. How is it? Oh, like, it's, it's it's very very delightful. It feels like a black girl. Like, sure, I mean I, mean, I, mean, I, I like, say that. I know you like black girls. Yeah, I, I do actually. Yeah, he's like very interracial. This guy, you know, so I like this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> but, so I've been too high in the past. If I drank that whole thing, I mean, I would be fucked up. I would yeah, think. we're gonna call an ambulance to oh, get yeah, you back right. on the <laughs> couch. Let, let me not do that. Okay. <laughs> How did the jokes up thing pop off, man? Shout out to LB, man. Yeah, shout out to LB. So basically, just like, who you got in here first? I see you brought like a click up here. You want to shout him out? Okay, okay. So, so, so let me. I'll start all the way on the left. Speaking of cannabis, right? So, so uh, he's with jokes up. This is one of my best friends, Rico. Mm, he, what's up, Rico? He's what's big, up, man? Yeah, he's big in the space. He taught me a lot. Um, it's my man, Rico, basically. Uh, this is uh, the lady sniper. She's like, pew, 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 pew. right? And this is, <laughs> and this is my best friend and gambling coach, uh, Ian. Oh wow, man, you got a gambling coach? Holy yeah, shit! Sure. I need a gambling coach while I'm playing yeah, craps. A coach, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> we can get into that anyway. But yeah, but they they actually got your shit like hooked up, man. Is it gonna be in Miami soon? Because you know Miami's like next, like the whole East Coast is getting dominated by. I, th- I think we're gonna go to. Jersey next as far as far as East Coast goes like like those like far states. Did I you take it to Rolling Loud last weekend? I did not take it. I went to Rolling Loud. I didn't take it with me. You should have took it over there, man. I've honestly been like I said, I've been low key, bro. I have a plethora of rappers that'll be like, yo, this shit is like, because you know what I did with my strain? I sent it to Cheech and Chong. Yeah, but I got Chong to respond. Okay, I didn't get to Cheech yet. I, I sent it because Willie Nelson lives in Hawaii. Sent to him because he's always on this show. So he was like, "Yo, with his country accent, you know, he was riding a horse or whatever." Then I, you know, Snoop Dogg, the Wizzes, you gotta get them out the way. You just hang with me, and then I'll just. Well, that's what I'm really doing. Force these guys to drink all this shit, and you film them, and then they'll give you your. I mean, they're like professional, like pie heads. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to ride your coattails. You know, yeah. that, that's really what's good. You know, I'm nah, just, you, leave, yeah. you leave that shit, you leave boxes <laughs> up here. We got all the young rappers through. All Roll Aloud comes through here. I gave Roll Aloud the weekend last week. So we had Don Tolliver. We had Trippy Red. We had a whole bunch of, you know, a couple of cats on the show. So Did you go to Rolling Loud? I put together, uh, actually the one in Thailand, I put that together. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if you're going. I, I actually put that deal together. But oh, wow. I'm going to start interviewing all the kids at Roll Aloud. Wow. So, that's cool. That's and they cool. all smoke weed. They all do whatever. Yeah. And your shit is healthy, safe. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, you, but sure. you gotta take this in the privacy of your crib. I wouldn't consider you getting in a, a Lamborghini after you drink a whole bottle of fucking. I wouldn't suggest you drink a whole bottle. Listen, I'll, I'll put anybody up to a challenge. If anybody uh, drinks a whole bottle and like lives the rest of their day, like you know what I'm saying, like functions the rest of the day, send me a DM and I'll like send you a gift. Like okay, yeah. There's a challenge. Go ahead. Nah, he's getting nervous with the vape. You all right, man? <laughs> I mean, after the Baron Davis fiasco at midnight when the cops come, I mean, I mean, what are we, oh, I mean, is it gonna hit? Up, is it gonna cause vape? Nah. Vape it just uh, yeah. Because it, it's fog. It's, it's like yeah, it's, it's like oxygen. That's why they yeah. tell you don't do it on a plane. Yeah. Okay. So then, when I'm it. the one downstairs with the fire department again, it's not. I don't. I, it's, it's not like just don't blow it up towards the fire. The fire alarm. <laughs> We've already played that card. Shout out to Hardeen, Las Vegas, the best dispensary in the world. 
the Who's House podcast, man. I got Mickey Mace up here. You know, you know, your beginnings are wild, man. I heard you were like super broke in the beginning. Right? Oh, for sure. How the fuck you got like a loan or something? The way your boy did with the car and everything. Did you get like a loan to start gambling, or how did you get into it to make? I I started like real humble. Like I became a day laborer. I was getting paid hundred bucks a day, and like that was a sick come up for me. Like I was like really happy with that. I oh worked, wow! Yeah, like my my boss at the time. You know those like you know those like rape vans, like the the construction vans, and no windows. Mm-hmm. Like you know like come here, kid. I got some candy. We used to use one of those for work. Like we'd have all the tools in it, all that. Only had the front two seats. Well, we started working. I was making hundred bucks a day, and then I started learning. So he take took jobs on his own. So he's making double money, but I'm the only employee. So he went and got himself a new truck, and he gave me that van. And that van was, like, my first car, like, in adulthood. And I loved that van. I took that thing to the club. I took girls on dates in that van. I swear to God, like, me and my boys would push all the tools back and put lawn chairs in the back so we can all ride to the club together. Get out of here. Yeah, I was so happy you with that. You smashed it in that van? Yeah, bro, I, bro, that van was, like, my life. Like, it I, was meant, I, was, it I was stoked to have it. <laughs> Yeah, man. I wish I knew you back then. You could have picked me up. Could have went to the club with this. Shit. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, it's a whole different vibe, dog. <laughs> but when people pull up now to the club, it's like a pissing match. Everyone wants to pretend who's richest, who's yeah, got the biggest dick, da 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 da. When you pull up in a dirty, greasy van with ripped clothes on, you Yo. you're just there having the time of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. Like there's no. You don't have to worry about flexing. It's none of that. You just live. Does Does it feel good that people don't can't read you all the way, and then when they hear about you or they see you, like maybe you jump in a Lambo, like later on, they be like, "What the? Who is this guy?" Like even and, when I met you, you were very conservative. You're in a corner. You do, you don't have, you don't even like interact like that. You just was chilling and shit. You've always been like that. Like, um, you know, like I don't drink or or, or drug or none of that no more. So, um. Like, now I, I kind of just vibe, man. I just kind of chill. I'm, like, in and out, you know? Like, uh, I think we, like, probably met the first time, like, probably through Rich the Kid. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, so, you know, I fly out with Rich most of the shows he was doing at Hakkasan. Mm. So, when we go out, for me, like, I have an objective. Like, I'm going there. I'll spend, like, an hour at the club with him, whatever, long, however long his set is. Oh, so is. you schedule your hangouts and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty like that. Like, like I'm in and out, you know, like, at some point, like, what am I doing there? You know, so you got to tell me, in the beginning, like, I mean, when you're winning crazy and it just comes with everything, like, the drinking and, and like, the drugs and all that shit, like, mm-hmm. do you drink while you gamble? Like, no, no. With, with the anxiety and all the fucking, Mm-mm. the shit you got to deal with, especially if you're winning, like, you're having a winning streak. Do you celebrate by drinking more? Yeah. While- Nothing. I don't drink at all. Like not a drop. Even back then, like yeah, like like seven and a half years was the last time I even like took a perk or like anything, like a beer, a blunt, any blunt. Bro, I haven't smoked weed in like over ten years. You're an expert in the gambling thing. Why? Why do they force you to keep drinking? They keep coming to me like every ten seconds. Yo, you want to drink? Yeah. Want to drink? Well, they give me like you know for the idiots out there. Well, I mean, bro, like listen, like the liquor they're paying for, right? It's not free. So they're handing it to you for free. So they know they're making the money on the back end. The mm. drunker they get you, the looser you play, the lower your inhibitions are, uh, you know, the lower your morals are, the lower your the, your cognitive abilities are, and you're making like really irrational, illogical, silly decisions. And their their objective. <laughs> oh, shit, these guys are getting me fucked up on purpose. And these, yeah, man, their objective <laughs> oh, is to fuck. make you lose, man. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and it even works even even when you're winning. They want you to get fucked up so you can make fucked up decisions yeah, to, to lose. Hundred percent. It goes way beyond, by the way. Just I'm thinking they're nice. Like they're just treating nah, me like nah. I'm a nice. They're just, they're yeah, so nice yeah. Here. They're so nice, bro. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so. They're so nice. They're free rooms. Only uh, the pureness of their heart. You know, the PJs, pureness of their heart. I gotta ask you all these. Get these questions out of the way. Um, sometimes I'm gambling and I feel like the temperature is hot. 
and then they make it cold. I put my jacket on, I put it back on. I'm like, yo, what's going? Why are they setting me up? I feel like, do they have like separate like 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 blowouts in, in front of where you gambling to hundred percent fuck with the temperature and shit? Bro, let me tell you, it goes so far that it would absolutely blow your mind. Like mm. this, like next level conspiracy thing. In the very beginning, when I started talking about it in interviews, mm. people would be like, oh, he's got tinfoil hat, dude. Whatever, whatever. Then I started showing them the videos, right? Mm. And I have like hundreds and hundreds of millions of views, you know, exposing them for all these like conspiracies and cheating the the patrons cheating all the players and stuff like that well beyond like what you just think like you would think oh blackjack makes sense like you only see one card you have to act first Mm -hmm. it's logical they have an edge they take it so much further it would blow your mind so something you have to keep in mind is that casino security they get contracted to different national security so different countries around the world contract to American casino security to do their national security that's how advanced (laughs) casino security is (laughs) So, you know, like, you know, that big brother thing, like, let's pretend like they're always watching, they're always listening, they hear All you on your phone, eye and shit, you know, cameras and shit, yeah. yeah, that comes from casino security companies. That wasn't like the FBI created that on their own. Like it came from casinos. Like this is the origins of a lot of countries around the world's national security. Mm. So if you think the government is capable of doing whatever they want in that regard, it's the casino. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. That's some fucking wild shit. Yeah. Uh, TMI. Uh, you know, I don't know why gambling makes me go take a shit a lot. Is that is is, is there something in the oxygen? I don't know. Yo, I'm, I'm getting all these questions out the way before we get deep into how you fucking got these guys trying to kill me and you today on, on air. But other than that, like, why is it I'm running in the bathroom taking this shit every two seconds? Me, me and my girl took a shit together. I can't. <laughs> she thought it be gambling. She was like, I gotta take a shit too. I was like, yo, let's go, let's go. We gotta hurry up. I gotta get back and throw the dice. Wait, maybe you know? it never happened. You never shit before. You should know yourself. No. Okay, I'm gonna make sure. Like, you can't trust a grown up that hasn't. Yeah, you gotta take a shit. Like. I mean, when I was a baby. Yo, hold on a second. You did last no, week. I didn't. She messaged me last. Was it the oxygen? It had to be the oxygen. I think they put something in the air in the whole casino because once I'm normal all day. I get in the casino now. My fucking like my insides are speeding up. Whatever I ate at Nobu now all of a sudden. The yellow tail wants to come out my tail. Like, this shit is, like, mm-hmm. fucking out of control, man. So you could have told me it doesn't affect you in any way. Like, you don't go to the bathroom. When we're gambling? Yeah. No. I just oh, get really stress. I just get really drunk. <laughs> All right, she got the, the, the regular, the drunk thing out the way. Yeah. So, so is it normal for me to just run and shit, like, every 10 seconds? Or I would say that it's not natural to your biological <laughs> makeup, right? But I do think it's natural based on the chemicals that the casinos are using against you. They put stuff in the food. They put stuff in the water. They put stuff in the drinks. Even if they're sealed, they put stuff in the in the air vents and the oxygen. They do do a lot of these things that they don't tell you. A hundred percent. This is proven. It's not like a conspiracy. It's, like, proven that they do. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So this, so this is all, like, when I walk in, they're prepared to to whatever it takes to take whatever from me. Bro, in ways that you would never even consider. Not even thinking about shit it, like that. Way beyond what, what people would generally consider or being done against them, yeah. I mean, I get the, I mean, I was up like 20, like 30, I was, I was up like 28,000 from like 6,000. I came with 6,000 mm-hmm. to play crash. I was up like 28,000. All of a sudden, my host wants me to like, go to MMA fight with him or something or he wants me to like go bowling I was like what are you talking about let's take yeah. a break what's that about that's it's, another tactic right yeah, there yeah man they're trying to, so let's say you're hot let's say let's say let's let's make the extreme example let's mm-hmm. say you're a card counter let's say right and you are got the count down and you know the rest of that shoe that counts in your favor and you're really gonna smash them mm-hmm. they will come in and say hey bro let's take a break let's go to the MMA fight I got floor seats yo you wanna come backstage da 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 because they want that shoe to be dust they wanna burn that shoe so you have to start <laughs> over when you come back you know 
And they do it all types of ways, bro. They'll walk by and just drop something on your table so you look at them and you're like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> it's happened with us before, bro. You know, I'm playing, oh, a, I no. play a quarter million a hand, right? Mm. So I could be up or down five million in either direction. I could have a 10 million swing in, in 10 minutes, you know? And randomly a butler will come by and just drop something on the table and keep walking, go out the back like it never happened. And then me and him, which is exactly their objective, me and him are sitting there like, why did homie just drop this on our private table that he's not, no one could even be at? Oh, shit. Their objective was to get us to stop focusing on the game and talk about why he just dropped the box on our table. That's some fucked up shit, man. Being in that shit for years, you've mastered even to understand if the casino's cheating mm-hmm. and you you play with the cheat. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's basically my style. Is you know, I I caught them. You know, I figured out all their cheats and things. Their cheats are constantly evolving, and their cheats can also their cheats can also be custom catered to each player. And when you're when you got a player as big as me, I'm one of the biggest players that ever played in in Las Vegas, right? So I'm a very there's only a handful of people of my gambling caliber whatever right so they're really inept to customizing and catering against me specifically so they, they bring experts in to to, to, to to go up against you yeah ian, ian tell them about no how the people way. stand around me with the clipboard and all that you tell them yeah there's like three to five people watching every single hand notating every single hand this card this card seven deuce six four they're that writing detailed, that detailed all data they'll they write down on a clipboard standing over my shoulder, all monitoring me. They'd be like, he stood up, he scratched his nuts, sat down, <laughs> bet player, one. Stood up, you know, looked to the right, sat down, bet bank, lost. They're monitoring everything. Holy, so like uh, t- like uh, Kerry Packer, Tony Bloom, all of them, they get regulated like that too. All these guys that's like spending billions and they, they come and kill well, a casino. Well, the thing is that a lot of people that are unaware of the specific cheats, let's say, right? are just losing players. So there's like a standard cheat that all casinos will use. It's like a blanket. They're like the majority of the people will fall victim to this cheat. And they just like put it in blind, right? And most people do fall victim. So a lot of these huge players are huge losers. So the casino's like, why are we going to change anything? Our standard blanket, you know, mechanics are already causing them to lose. We're just going to let them keep losing. (laughs) But if they ever start winning, then they'll go in and switch it up against that specific player. How did you learn from watching, though? You were seven years old watching gambling? Like, yeah. When I was seven, I was watching Scooby-Doo. I didn't even... How come you, you were in a gambling... They had gambling channels back then? Like, or you or you just watching movies? Like, Family. I grew up in, uh, I grew up in like, card rooms all over New York City. Wow. Yeah. Like, the illegal joints, like, the, the mafia joints, like, they be having the illegal... Uh, what do you call it? The... The what do you call it, the bed houses and shit yeah. where you can get killed at? <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to admit guilt, but I, but 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 I'd say your your concept is not far off. Wow, man! And you survived that. Is that, is that some historical shit to survive that whole era to be where you at today? Like some of it, I got some really like iconic, legendary photos of me as a kid in some of these card rooms with certain really crazy people, like like uh, like iconic people, and yeah, it's a it's a cool cool part of my story. Yeah. When you gonna do your movie, man? You, you could finance the movie right now, man. Call a director over here. Get fucking Spike Lee up here, so man. You got the money to do the movie. If somebody, so they, I've, I've been working on some TV shows and some movies and stuff, but if somebody came to me, people come to me all the time, like, yo, let's do a movie. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Man, by the end of it, it's like so drawn out. And you know, Hollywood, I'm sure you know, Hollywood's like a really weird industry mm-hmm. and a lot of politics, and, and I'm new to it. So if the right person came to me with the right deal, I'm 100% willing to make a movie or more than one movie. Is it, um, is, is there a difference when you kill like Macau or you kill like Atlantic City or you kill Vegas, Vegas you're like banned huh yeah, yeah you're not even allowed to even walk in it no. in any of the spots there but what is, is there like differences which one was the easiest for you Vegas 
Vegas was yeah. oh shit. See ya. <laughs> yeah. So they could see you from a mile away. You can't even like like I think they know when I enter the city. I think they know. Like all the PJs like have what? Yeah, it's like you know, I'll go on like my friend's PJ and they won't put my name on. Like I'll just walk Try to on. Sneak in, right? but they still figure it out. Yeah, I think they still know like pretty soon, like yeah, I'm pretty sure they 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 know when I'm in town and like they're prepared. Well they were. Now they just like we're just not gonna let the guy in, you know. Are you are you training her to be the next you or what's going on over here? She she's training me. She taught me everything I know. Yeah, get out of here. While while he was seven, watching <laughs> yeah. everybody in the hood and shit. I try to like just follow my intuition when I gamble, but the problem is I drink a lot and I end up just doing the opposite of what he does, and then I lose. <laughs> no, get out of here, bro. She has. A, I don't know why she gets wasted, and she like <laughs> loves to bet the opposite of it's me. It's the free drinks, like you guys were talking about earlier. But you can just follow my bets, bet the same. But she has like this instinct. He's having he's having a heart attack because you're yeah. I think he's, I yeah. think he's high already. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna kill me, man. If we're outside in the street again with the fire department, I'm gonna lose my job. I've already played that. They so. just uh, laid off 475 people. Yeah, I mean, I, so he's nervous. I've already. It may be harder to fire me, but he's definitely out here. Man. <laughs> man, we have to work with you. I don't know, man. If you want to crack it, to hang with you all day. I don't know. I suggest I'm, you I'm your guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, like uh, as you were saying, that shit is fucking uh, out of control, man. Like with her, I, I mean, if if I need you to help me like train with like craps or something, can you teach me that, or are you just straight cards? Um, I played craps with you one time, right? And I was on fire. Everyone like kept giving me money because I won everyone a, a bunch. Yeah, but I don't know how to play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just really? throw the dice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's safe to say like you can't go in there with two hundred dollars and think you're gonna leave with like. 50, 100 Gs. I'd be looking at these people like they're out of their mind. Like, I start with, like, 5 Gs, like, modestly. Like, you know, if I want to, like, try to win. Because you have a, enough time to lose to try to catch up. But they love when people come in with, like, 150, 200, and they, 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 they throw. Especially on dice. Yeah. It's designed to, like, take all your shit. Like, what are you going to pick? Like, two, three numbers or two numbers? Like. I mean, you can't. You could, you could play the whole board. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My grandfather was a huge craps player for like I don't know, like sixty years. So he has a lot of patience. Then he he waits yeah. for the because uh, you know with craps you got to wait for that roll, right? That that big roll where you, or or does it really matter? You, you want to know who the best craps player I've yeah. ever played with was? Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson. Oh wow! Like no, get out of like, here! Not really? even close, bro. Like yeah, like yeah, like he's showing me how to play. Like yeah, he's really good. He's does he got play the it. middle? Does he play middle? He plays more? everything, bro. He's got it. And I you know I'm sure he's, there's some luck in you know mm-hmm. whatever it is, but like he he's got it, bro. Like there's no question. Like he knows what's good. Uh, I think I gambled with uh, Charles Barkley a little bit. Like, yeah. but he's more into the card stuff. I don't understand how you guys could like look at each other and not peep who's lying and shit. I don't like that shit, man. Motherfucker could be lying to me, or I'm lying. Like, I get nervous. Like, I don't know how you guys do that shit, man. Can you tell if somebody's bluffing? Like, because you're, you're, you're kind of like high up there. Sometimes. Um. So for me, like. I had some of the most famous poker hands in poker history, and the hands that mostly got shown that had such like viralness, right? Viral, whatever it is, viralness, was mostly like my bluffs and stuff like that. So I realized like everybody just thinks I'm always bluffing, which means they're not gonna bluff me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh shit! So so I mostly realized like if they're really playing me hard like betting really big aggressively whatever they probably have a really strong hand so if i don't have a really strong hand i just got to give up you know like but, but that's for a pro- professional players that are playing me specifically are you a card uh, a card counter or, or that's bullshit 
No, it's. I mean, it's it's real, but it's never a guarantee. Like counting cars, not a guarantee. It gives mm-hmm. you a few percent. You know. That's crazy, man. So, so are are they like? So you're dealing with like homies then? It's not it's not a corporation anymore. If you fucking got a whole casino coming after you, I mean, I, I heard through the grapevine like, you, 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 I think you won like twelve million. As long as you felt like you were being followed and you escaped, mm. can you give me that story? Mm. <laughs> it's kind of yo, I don't, you got me nervous now. Well, three times the <laughs> casinos tried to set me up. And Come on, me. man, really? Three man? times. We're gonna ask Ian to fill in some of the blanks because he's my coach. He's yeah. always with me. What? Sort of. Uh, one particular time, well, I had my biggest session, like my biggest single time win, was a little over eleven and a half million. And when I won the eleven and a half million, they tried to short me a million. I got oh, my lawyer hell. involved, and what? like, yeah, they gave me the million bucks. Like, I mean, I got the whole. It was eleven million five hundred twenty-six thousand, and I got the whole money. Um, that was like the last time. There was a time. There was two times before that. Uh, one time. I I um so I used to have my own parking spot at the front doors of every casino on the strip, right? I keep my keys, fire code, nobody cares. Like I have a designated parking spot. Like nobody's gonna move my car, take my keys, ask me questions. What? So I pull up on time. I'm in a I'm in like a very colorful like exotic car, right? Like you can't miss it. I pull up to the front doors. I park, and I have seven million dollars. And the thing is that not all valet drivers know like I have a parking spot. So if you're like new or like you don't or you miss the work oh, meeting, yeah, yeah. whatever, oh, you just see some dude with face <laughs> tattoos pulling up in whatever car, parking at the doors like he owns the place and like whatever. So a kid comes up to me. This is the thing, when I'm gambling, I don't like people talking to me. I don't like yeah, dealing. Yeah. I just want to stay in the zone. So I see the kid start approaching me. I go, I already know he's gonna ask for my keys. He goes, I need your keys. No, say less, bro, take my keys. Hands me the valet ticket. Like couldn't be any but more by the wow. book. Wow! I get to the sorry. I get to the table. I want. I sit down. I put the money there, and I'm preparing. All of a sudden, my chair gets pushed in against the table, and I'm and I'm pressed. And it was at this exact moment that I was alone. Like for this split second, no security, no Ian, no witnesses. Like just me, nah. right? Me and seven million. And when they push me up against the thing, I can't reach the money. It's like just out of reach. And I'm squirming, and I push the chair back, and I stand up, and I start screaming. Right? And what happened was this casino security had surrounded me. This is a Venetian, by the way. They surrounded me. So security that pushed me in. This is unreal. Yeah, so I'm thinking that if I scream enough, enough people from other parts of the casino are going to be looking at me. Mm -hmm. It'd be that much harder for them to rob me of seven million, right? And exactly like what I thought happened. So pit boss start running over, and you know I'm like, you know I'm a big deal, you know, in the casinos or whatever. So they want to know why is Mickey? What something's going on? You know, that's crazy. So everybody starts crowding, running over. And uh, I start screaming at a pit boss. He and I know each other very personally. I said, "Why? What's happening? Why are they surrounding me?" And he goes, "I don't know. Calm down." And he tells security to back away. He pulls security aside, and uh, there was a woman that was with security that stepped forward and said, "Do you drive a lime green McLaren?" Right? And I said, "Yeah." And she goes, "You need to get a valet ticket." And I said, "A ticket like this?" And she goes, "Oh, sorry." And then walks away. No one says sorry. Like it never happened. What? And I'm like, "Are you guys out of your mind? <laughs> like, are you guys absolutely out of your mind?" I have seven million here, and you're pressing me against the table like That's fucking crazy. Like, are you? Yeah, right. Then I have another one. Uh, I won four and a half million. Right? They paid me in cash, and the last casino we hit that day was the Bellagio. It was me and Ian. So the Bellagio pays us four and a half million. The thing with Bellagio is they have half. So when you do your uh, cash outs, there's mm-hmm. a private cage that with like security, like like you're in a room, like a locked room, mm-hmm. and they do the transaction. And they usually give you bags so you can, like, inconspicuously disguise the money and walk through the casino without carrying cash. They didn't have bags, and they give it to you pre-packaged in half a million dollar bundles. So it's like a giant, like, vac-sealed 500K bag, you know? But we had four and a half million. 
And that's all, it's heavy. It's, it's a lot to carry. So we have security bring a bell cart desk from the bellhop. Security loads the four and a half million on the bell cart. They, they form a circle around the cart and they push it through the casino to the front doors. Ian pulls up his Beamer. Security loads it into the back of the Beamer. Right? What? As soon as we get in, I, I just like sit. I look in the rear view and I see tucked somewhere like in the cut in like the security section of valet. SUV Comes up headlights. out of the valet garage. Boom. What? Headlights. And we're like, that's kind of sus. And nobody walked out with us to be getting into a car to leave at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So we get out. I'm like, yo, Ian, make a U-turn, right? We get up from Bellagio. We pull on Las Vegas Boulevard. We make a U-turn. That car makes a U-turn. I'm like, yo, Ian, get in the far right lane. He gets in the far right lane. I'm like, yo, Ian, go, go in the far left. Gets in the far left. Now this truck is doing every same move. I said, Ian, we're being followed. Ian guns it, right? What? Smashes the pedal. SUV smashes the pedal. Nah. Clear. Now we know we're in the chase. We know. This, no, this is, the gig is up. What? Right? Yeah, they're hunting. So so we're booking it, and we're like, we don't even know. What? what the- we don't even have an escape plan right now. It's the middle of the night. So Ian, like a genius, came up with this idea. So the thing at the uh, Palazzo. Yeah, this shit. Bro, the <laughs> thing at the – for real, the thing at the Palazzo is they do trunk checks. So they have like three, four alleys, each one with a security guard that makes you pop your trunk before you pull into their – property so we pull in we get to the straight to the security booth and we go the guy goes pop your trunk and we said yo listen look in the back seat he looks and he sees four and a half million in cash and i go you see that truck behind us he goes yeah he goes they're following us they're trying to jack us homie goes like this he goes i got you (laughs) he goes he goes what he goes when you pull through the street stick right you're gonna go into the employee parking lot make a right left da, 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 da. you're gonna get to the back when you get to the back it's gonna take to the employee exit and it's something i think it's like cobalt road or something mm. he goes when you hit cobalt make a right and just get out of dodge right <laughs> he goes i'm gonna hold this truck up while you get through the parking garage so they don't see you wow. and, and homie saved probably our lives in the four and a half million so all three out of three times that, that we were set up we got away yeah. and nobody had a house there at that time so we went to his host's house. Oh, no, yeah. Went really? to my casino host's house. <laughs> yeah. And she gave me her pink baby suitcase that we loaded with the four and a half million in her garage. That's right. I would love to see these kind of, these shits in episodes, man. Yeah. Get your fucking, I don't know, get one of those weird channels, what channels to sponsor your shit, man. I thought you were sponsoring it. You know, get Vice or something. Uh, Vice would be fucking, they would love to have this fucking full, but who's going to act you, though? Who you gonna, who's going to play you, man? It depends on the budget, honestly. I, I love Jared Leto as, mm. like, that kind of styled actor. Oh, yeah? yeah, but, I mean, I'm, I don't know what Maybe we got to get the Harry Potter is. guy and put mad tats on yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'd he look like Swiss Army. Man, <laughs> like, that movie. Yeah. Uh, running through celebrity gambling, man. Like, who who's the homies you fuck with, man? Who, who's the real homies you mess with? I see, well, I see you. You, you, you there's some article you helped little baby. Is that a relationship? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Little baby's the homie. Uh, he was like one of my first big viral clips of like gambling with a rapper. Um, mm. we actually we talked uh two days ago. We just checked in. Yo, it's good. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, everybody is. You name them, they've contacted me. Everybody from Baby to to Uzi to Drake to to Iggy Azalea to to Kevin Hart to uh Odell Beckham, D Jack. Like literally, you. So, Don't worry about it. Literally, you name like a celebrity. They they've hit me to gamble for them and what have you. Suicide Boys. Uh, they, oh, everybody. So that's why they be bigging you up. Like yeah. when I see like Drake, is, is that oh, is that real? When he like puts thirty million on the roulette and it's like da 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 da. Is that like real? I don't know. What, what's that about? Yo? I'd rather you ask me about somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes up ice cream dispensary is the number one cannabis dispensary in Studio City and Los Angeles, offering the highest quality and the best prices on ice cream cannabis. Jokes up ice cream and Wicked will release Houdini this month. 
How is uh, dealing with Drake with gambling? Do they get pissed off when they lose or they just be happy because they got money? They don't give a fuck. Like, I seen Floyd, like, lost, like, like a million in a change at some some sport bet, and he's like, all right. I was like. There's a lot of those dudes. What? <laughs> there's a lot of those dudes that have lost, like, really crazy large money on their own and, like, an hour later we'll be at the club and they'll as if they never even gamble. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, I know what it's like to gamble really big, but mm-hmm. like you got like a we you got an odd threshold for this kind of pain, you know? But I've seen other dudes that got, that I'm really close with that, you know, rappers and, mm-hmm. and actors, what have you, like I know the kind of money they make. I've seen them lose like ten, twenty thousand and you would have thought like they were ready to end it right there. They didn't <laughs> like recover beat. for like two weeks. Yeah, they were like a couple of, I don't want to say who it was. There's yeah, one particular yeah. time mm-hmm. that like they felt that I had like uh, encouraged them gambling. Like they like felt like inspired to gamble. But the truth is I'm like a big discourager because most people lose, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm really open about that. So like I don't want people to gamble. Like I don't think it's in their best interest. I'm mm-hmm. super vocal about it. But one of the homies... He wanted me to introduce him to like this, like, because uh, I, I play in like these like underground poker games. Mm-hmm. They have all these like models and Michelin star chefs and all these other celebrities that whatever. It's like the whole world, right? So uh, one of these dudes who's like an outsider was like, "Yo, can you introduce me to this world?" And I'm like, "Like if that's what you want, you know." Mm-hmm. I introduced him. He ended up losing like, in my opinion, like a couple of bucks. Bro, this man did not emotionally recover for weeks, <laughs> and this man makes so much money. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, man. Like you, you've ever been around like some of these guys, and you witnessed their winnings, and then you won with them, or yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so like I mean, bro, I've made some best friends through this journey. Like, first of all, I want to say like shout out, but also rest in peace, Lil Keed. Oh wow, like Lil Keed was one of my best friends. Um, as a matter of fact, I got a song with Lil Keed, and and this is like this is odd. This, this is like a weird wow. thing. Be- so like I started doing music like just for fun. Right, like just because I'm in the scene, I'm in the studio so much, just mm-hmm. like vibing with my boys, that a lot of them are just like, bro, just hop on the mic, let's see what you got. And I'm like, bro, I'm I'm really the worst, you know. And they're like, nah, let's see, like like we're the best, so like we'll help you. So Lil Kid's last song ever is actually my first song ever. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I gotta now. I gotta play that today. Yeah, it's, we haven't released it. Yeah. Oh, it's not released. Yet. It's oh. not released. No, I didn't release any of the music yet. Okay. Because he was my first song. Mm. I had I'd gone on to do a lot more songs. You know, like I got a song with Chief Keef. I got a song with uh, Kill Cody, Two K Baby. I got a song with K Camp coming. Rap Stone coming. Wow. I got, I got like a lot. I got like a whole. I got a lot of uh, big head beats. Uh, I'm gonna throw oh, something wow. on like a Jetson made it beat. Um, you know, like I got, uh, I'm gonna do something with Key. I got a song with Key Glock coming. Wow. Uh, yeah, and shout out Key Glock. He's one of my best friends too. But anyway, but because the Keyed song was my first song, mm. it became obviously there's, you know, once some when an artist passes, there becomes a lot of politics. But also, a lot of us were sad. Like I'm truly sad. Mm-hmm. So I suggested, I said, hey, like if we release this song, I said to Zoe's manager, I said I want to donate all of the winnings to to his kid's mm-hmm. mother. You know, who I'm, I'm oh. friends with her. So I says like, look, I want to give all the money generated off this song to her. But I didn't know that there becomes like even more politics, especially because a lot of YSL and you know oh, their yeah. whole their whole situation. So, that, yeah. so I put all my music that I have made and am making now and will make. It's just gonna sort of sit there until like my team figures out the right way to go well, about let it. Let me know when you're ready to do some uh some leaking, you know what I'm saying? I got some songs, bro. You love it up here. I got you know some what I'm songs. Yeah. Uh right, uh you know, are you okay? You ready to leak some songs? Oh, come on, that's why I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm about that life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Yo, I was reading some list. Uh, Dan Bilzerian is like number eight in the gambling. Is that real? Like, he's is he like lit like that? Or nah, I don't know, man. There's like <laughs> yeah. nah. he said he said he makes like two hundred million a year. I don't know. This is a thing. So 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 I Dan and I circles touch each other, but Dan and I have never ran into each other. Nor uh, wow. But, but there's also nothing like that I'm going to add to his life, nor that he will add to my life, right? Mm-hmm. So although we have a lot of similar interests, it's like we're living our own lives, right? I don't know all of the legitimacy of Dan's story. I just don't know. Like, I can't say it's a lie. I can't say it's true. What I can mm-hmm. say is from the people, like, directly connected in between us, he there's a thing called a corporation that's happened a while back. Doyle Brunson started it. Mm. There's a some billionaires, and I think it started with Alex Gore. He, uh, a, a banker, I think from Texas or something, billionaire, whatever. He wanted to play like the largest stakes like ever, poker, and no poker players could afford the money. They all had to put up like a hundred million dollars, right? Oh, and they snap. didn't have it. So what they did was they all pooled together, you know. So they took like fifty different poker players, and then and then Alex said like, I'm gonna choose. Who gets to play against me? Because if you're way better than me, you're just going to take $100 million off me, and I don't want that. Oh, wow. So they all had to vote different people that they would nominate to play on behalf of the corporation's $100 million against him, and then he would have to agree to those players. And there is like some strong evidence saying that Dan Bilzerian was one of those players that was nominated really? and agreed to play. Yeah. Oh, snap, man. I don't know. I- I've seen him in Vegas for years. I always thought he was like he was be lying and shit. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of a lot of people, you know what I mean. But like I said, I don't, I don't have. I wasn't at the table, so so I I can't tell you anything. Like I don't know. I wasn't there. Shout out to Hardeen Las Vegas, the best dispensary in the world. What's the um, highest you've seen one? Like was it like hundred? Me? No, uh, me. Eleven and a half million. You know harder. You know, yo, you ever seen someone win eleven and a half million? <laughs> Ever. You feel me? Like. <laughs> Who would you call after you? I mean, after you first, after you got the safety, who's the first people you you called to be like, yo, we no. killed this spot. Nobody. Oh. I uh, <laughs> I shut down because you know we threw. I threw a party. It was a thousand people came and it lasted for seven days. And during the seven what? days is when I was playing. What I was doing was they. So like I said in the beginning, like they like cheat and whatever, and they mm. cater their cheating to me. There's only so many employees that they have, like, on my account or whatever. What? So when I throw these parties, the, have you ever heard, like, three years ago about, like, allegedly when Bryce Hall... So Bryce Hall was da- dating Addison Ray, and allegedly mm-hmm. he cheated on her with some porn star at a Vegas party? Yeah. So if you ever look back, that was me, bro. So if you ever pay attention, before I really had social media, I, like, just started. What? They took a... Uh, it was in the living room of, of my party, and it's me and Bryce talking. And I was like, help yourself to anything. If you want drugs, if you want liquor, if you want girls, just let me know. Any Anybody, anything you want, I got you. And he goes, oh, I got a girl, but thank you, whatever, whatever. They took like a part of that conversation that was on camera out of context. And like Keemstar went crazy with oh, it. And like yeah. it, blew up, it blew up over like a drama alert and Snapchat, whatever. But that was my party, right? So, if, bro, we had many world champion UFC fighters, many world champion boxing, uh, 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 boxers. We have rappers, singers, influence, like porn stars. There must've been like maybe two, 300 porn stars in the last seven days of just debauchery, you know? Wow. But what I, the thing is, don't forget, like I don't drink, I don't drug, like I don't do any of that. What I really was doing was I wanted a distraction. So all these executives kept coming to see like, they're like, 
yo, this A-lister just lit a fire inside of our hotel. The, f- the fire department has to come. <laughs> and they go, and it's my thing. And the thing is that all the executives are now consumed with that. And I sneak out the back with Ian, and we go smack him on the table for like three, four million and sneak back into the sneak back into my own party before they even realize I just played Get it. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is that in-depth? Yo, I got to watch a whole fucking yeah. movie on some shit like this, yo. Yeah. I have most of this film. Some of it's posted. Some of it's not because... Bro, I don't make money on social media, so I don't mm-hmm. really, really care. Like, I was super private my whole life. Like, this has been for fun. And, you know, when it stops being fun, I'm probably going to stop social media. But some things I post, some things I just keep to myself. Uh, I used to talk to... Um, we had a professional gambler up here one time, but he was saying... uh his name. I think it was, like, Rick or something. Guy's last name. Rick Solomon. Rick. Mm. I think. I think. It Paris was. Hilton's ex from One Night. That's in what New I was just gonna say. That's him. That's him. Yeah, I play. I played with him. Uh, I got That's a video crazy. of me him playing. Yeah, he's like a cool figure yeah. in the gambling world for sure. No, but he he was telling me like when you lose, I was like, how do you describe that feeling where it feels like you want to commit suicide, but at the same time you want to feel like you want to sleep. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I got to talk to somebody else about this. <laughs> Have you ever, like, understood that feeling of, like, when you lose big? Like, you just lost a million. Like, I don't care who you are. I would be like, I guess everybody's different. I think everyone, yeah, everyone's different. But, but um, you know, so there's gambling addicts, right? Mm-hmm. So something interesting that people don't know, they're not addicted to gambling. So there's a chemical release in their brain, but it only gets released when they're losing while gambling. So their brain becomes physically addicted to the chemical, the feeling of that chemical. What? But the chemical's only released while losing, which is why gambling addicts keep playing till they have nothing, even after they win big. Because they don't even realize their brain is craving that uh, chemical release. Oh, they go back to the low again. They don't even realize that they're chasing. A, they're they're not. They don't even realize they're chasing it till they lose. They don't realize that. They can't figure out what it is. It's like this uncomfortable internal feeling. But what, what? it really is, it's their brain craving the chemical that's released when you lose. Damn man, that's why I gotta talk. Talk. I gotta let my homeboy hear this. You met Nick. Oh, I shot his name off. Fuck. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, but he he he'll win like eighteen thousand. He'll be up and then he gives it right back. I'm like, yo. How, how if if you have that issue, how what can make you like guarantee leave? Like so that's that's why I keep Ian. So Ian, oh he'll tell you like yo get the fuck off. Yeah, bro. Oh, because wow. he's so he if he's sitting there, he's almost like an accountability buddy almost, right? Like there's mm-hmm. more to it our relationship than that. But like on the table, a huge part is if I'm losing. He pulls me out and he's like, "Bro, you haven't got your dick sucked all day. You haven't ate all day. You haven't slept in four days. You haven't did, you haven't got fresh air." He goes, "We're walking out. We're, you know, he'll be like, bro, I got a girl upstairs. Like she's gonna take care of you. Like you need a break, right?" <laughs> but also in the same token, if I'm winning, when I'm winning, he wants to make sure I book the dub. So mm-hmm. when I hit certain markers, he takes the chips off the table. And he's in Vegas. We have a rule that he's allowed to handle my money like his own. Oh, wow. he can pull on my markers. He could pay my commission. He could place a bet if he wanted to with my money. So he'll, when we hit certain markers, he'll take the money, put it in his pocket, and he goes, you're going to have to fight me or you're going to have to take a break and like, go get your dick sucked, go have, to, <laughs> go have a sandwich, you know? <laughs> I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what game are you really good at? Or, or are you just watching? None of them. <laughs> really? There's, no, none, there's none you, you fuck with more? Like, um, Pie Gow is fun, but he has to tell me what to do. Pie Gow? What's, what's that? There's two types. There's... Um, there's tile pagal and po- mm. pagal poker. Pagal poker is fire. The truth is, it's like a game that you'll never win, you'll never lose, but you break even. 
but it's really entertaining. You get dealt seven cards, and you mm. have to make a five-card poker hand and a two-card poker hand, and you play against the dealer's two-card poker hand, five-card poker wow. hand. But you get to see the dealer's hand first. So you, usually what happens is you're like, I'm going to purposely lose the top or the bottom to mm -hmm. make sure I win the other one, and it's just a push. Wow. And it's a great, it's a really good game, probably the only game I suggest playing the bonus. The bonus comes like one, every, one out of every four, five, six hands, and it pays even better better pay, better odds than that. So. See, yeah, me going, what's that, Pi Day? Pi Gao. I'm over here, well, Pi Gao, I thought you were talking some other language oh, or it something. It is, it is, it's yeah. Chinese. Oh, okay, okay. I, think, I think it's uh, Mandarin, and it means no hand. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yo, um, what games do you play? Uh, Typically, what, straight, uh, what, 21, I guess? Oh, you play cards? Yeah, a little bit. 21, can you do something? <laughs> In that world, like, when you passed that, like, when did you realize your thought process switched up? Like, do you remember when you saw, it was like, oh, shit, I should have been did this shit. You finally, you finally got it going, like. Yeah, it was. Versus starting and you're just, like, you yeah. know, figuring it out. My second year playing in Vegas, because I, I had some businesses that I'd sold, so I had, like, extra money, and, like, I wasn't really working. I had, like, extra, all the time, you know? So I was going to Vegas, like, me and Ian were going, like, once a week. And probably the second year, into the, at some point in the second year of that, I was going only with the intention of winning instead of partying. And that's when I realized there was, like, a sh shift change in perspective. I wasn't going to have a good time, gamble. Hopefully I win. Maybe I won't. I was going... I'm only going there as a job. I'm going there to make money against the casino, and that's when my thought process shifted. So you, oh man, so if you if you go there thinking you're gonna lose and all that, does that it's all that's all mixed together? Like you gotta go. There's too many shits to like. I don't know, man. If I have like a good day, I'm with my friends and everybody's turning up, yelling, screaming. I feel like the dice come out like a little better where it switches up. And now you're like fucked up, and then nobody's saying nothing. I don't know. Sometimes, but also like if you're not like in a jolly mood, let's call it. When the bad, when the dice fall bad, you feel it more because you don't have like an uplifting environment to say, you know what, it's worth the loss. Come having a good time, mm -hmm. even if, even if it's at a subconscious level. Damn, it's so much to deal with, man. I'm glad I, I gamble here and there. You and you lived there and had to do that shit. How, how many days did you gamble a week? Well, after um, when it came to the casinos, I would. Never be like on a strict schedule. I'd play till I hit my mark. Sometimes I'd hit my mark in twenty minutes. Sometimes it would take me three months. You know, um, what? Yeah, but then once the casinos banned me in the beginning, I started playing these private poker games. I played like five, six days a week, every week for a long time, and then I got really burnt out. And then I haven't been playing much recently. You know, I just been like, I've been totally off social media, just working on some really big projects, and uh, just like. Doing some business and whatever. Right, I see you getting into the the billion dollar uh, weed business. Uh, I mean, to be honest, this weed thing is because I just think weed is cool, right? Oh, okay. Like that's the truth, man. I just I think weed is cool, bro. Like when I first moved to Cali, I would be around like these like thousand pound plays, just like that people were doing around me. And, and from the East Coast, I'm like, bro, you're gonna go to prison. Like this is a big deal. And they're like, nah, bro, it's legal. Like we're licensed. Like we can do this. It's not a crime. And I'm like, no way. And they're just you know moving moving like a thousand pound plays. And I was like, this is really cool to witness this. Mm. And it's legal. Like no fear. Like I'm literally sitting in your office that you have a sign on the street that says I sell weed or whatever. <laughs> so it's cool. And that's how I thought about that. But as far as like real big money plays. Weed is just like a hobby, um, I, but I'm doing some other things for sure. Uh, and you know the music. Let me know when you're ready, man. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll play you some stuff off yeah. the air. I, I gotta, I gotta double check the the politics of leaking <laughs> some of these songs, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you were Chief Keef, man. You yeah. in the studio with him, or you... yeah, well, yeah, I, I was just on stage with him uh, oh, wow. on um, Friday. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw him him and R. Yeah, shout out Pan, by the way. I'm Mm. gonna I'm gonna send this video to Pan. Shout out Pan. It's his manager, but yeah, I was on stage with Sosa and R. Yeah. Is he like cool to be in the in the studio with? Like you know him and shit, or is he? Honestly, not. No, 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 (laughs) not that he's not cool. Hold on, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like not like like we're not really like that. Like he's not like my boy. Like in that sense, like he's like a real like. You'll be lucky if he shows up, kind of, kind of thing, because he's like mm. in his own lane, and and what he's got going for himself is working, and he don't want to be knocked off his axis by other people mm. making demands of him that he's not interested in, you know. Um, but some of the other dudes I work with are like super fire, super fire. K Camp, mm. uh, that's my homeboy. Yeah, me too, man. Man, cool. Yeah, yeah. You did it in Atlanta. You went to his studio. No, he came out to LA. We went to oh, Big. Okay. We went to Big Head Studio. I'm at Big Head Studio a lot. I'm real oh, close wow. with them over there. Yeah, you know uh, CJ James Earl, the boxer from San Diego. Mm, no, no, so probably. I so I invited K Camp. You know, I go I go dirt biking a lot. I'm like mm. into that, right? I always been. So I invited K Camp. I was like, bro, we're riding dirt bikes. You want to pull up? He goes, yeah, I'm with my boy. So I bring your boy, and his boy is his dude named uh, James Earl from San Diego. He's a pr- professional boxer. He's 11 and 0. Mm. It's like nine or 10 by way of knockout, right? Like stellar, stellar uh, um, uh, stats. And he's, you know, he trains with, you know, Ryan Garcia, who's also the homie. He trains with yeah. uh, uh, Devin Haney, also the homie, right? So, like, all these world champions around me and this other pro boxer. And uh, K-Camp introduced us. And I started this concept that I was going to help, like, up-and-coming artists. And not just artists, entertainers, comedians, uh, athletes, actors, whatever it is, including rappers. I was going to help them get closer to their goal, you know, like, real early, like, Mm-hmm. And uh, CJ came to me, and I have a couple of uh, athletes, like, including Kendall Williams, who's the pitcher for the LA Dodgers. Oh, wow. Yeah, like that's like, bro, he just like stayed on my couch. Him and his girl just spent like two weeks living on my couch because they were traveling, yeah, yeah, and we just love being around each other. That's crazy. And, yeah, so I put a couple of these athletes like in my portfolio and some artists, and I'm helping together as partners to like really you know get them to the next level. And uh, but K Camp introduced me to CJ, who just signed a contract. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be in the media this week. I think, but he signed it on like. For, oh, he signed it Friday, daytime. And over in Beverly Hills, we all signed it. Jesus, man. Yeah, so shout out K-Cam for the connection. Shout out CJ, like, we're going to do this, man. It's a very small world, man. Yeah. What are you doing in the next couple of weeks, like, you know, before you disappear? Anything mapped out? Like I don't have anything mapped out. I do have to make a stop back in Vegas. Like, I do a couple things over there. But... You need to get a director to get your movie rights yeah. in the process going. Well, if anyone watches this, hopefully I could be in the front, like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone watching this is interested, just holler. I mean, my Instagram's at Dirty Goth Boy and Boys mm. B O I. Like, just like slide in my DMs. Like, I don't know. That's fire, it, man. Yeah. What would you call the movie? Should name that. It shit. depends if it's about my life or if it's about like certain stories in my life. I don't know. It depends. Honestly, I'm gonna let you decide. Let me, let me, let's, let's try to think of. Uh, you want to think of a name? Out of the mud. Yeah. Oh, I like that. The mo- for that. The moisture mud guys. Mm-hmm. Or the, the moisture There's, moisture I got, boys. I got a homie who was a producer. He wanted to do like a a, a docuseries on my life. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to call it Mud Baby. But, oh, snap. But yeah, but I don't know. It's weird. But it's also... It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a little rough. Yeah, it's rough. It's also really close to like Kevin Gates, you know, like yeah, out of the mud. And shout yeah. out Kevin Gates, bro. He sent me a message one time. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, don't I already get, know it's probably bro, like over the edge, bro. I don't. Yeah, man, that was that was a cool one. It's like poetic and all this, bro. It, when, when he hit me with this DM, the, he didn't even say hello the first time we ever talked. He like hit me with this message that I was like read it. And I was like, wow. I was like, 
Bro, I've talked to every <laughs> like famous person in the world. Like I, you know what I'm saying. But like when he hit me with this message, I was just like, "See ya." I was, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I was brand. I acted brand new. <laughs> I was like, I blew up and forgot. I forgot about you guys. You know. Kevin Gates, yeah. man. Nah, he's 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 one to know. I've interviewed. I gave him his, like his first interview up here. Mm. He's a fucking maniac. I seen it. Anything you want to uh, add uh, before we disappear? No firemen came. Everything oh, yeah, coast you know, is clear, right? Apparently, the vapor was not as toxic. As <laughs> but so, just out of curiosity, what is the where's that threshold when the casino finally says, "Okay, who's that guy? He can't be here anymore." It's What's, like, um, it's it's. I think it has to do with the consistency of your wins. It doesn't have to do with necessarily the quant, like the, the amount you're winning, because mm. a mega billionaire from China can come in and just ra- you know rack you for twenty one million in a weekend. But if they lose the next ten times they come in, they're like the guy won- wins one out of ten. Like he he got lucky one time. You're supposed to get lucky one out of mm-hmm. ten, you know. So if you're winning like at a certain win rate, then you're on their radar, and they're like he's doing something that's a liability to us. Wow. And then there's no law against that. They could just tell you, yo, you can't come through. That's it. That's it. Yeah, mostly. I mean, there's like a little. There's a little, but yeah, yeah, mostly. Jesus, man. Uh, we made it, man. No firemen came. We're good. All right, as far man. as I can tell, this guy had like thirty heart attacks back there. Especially when you saw all that smoke earlier, well, you were like, "Well, there's a lot of vapor. I'm a little high at this point <laughs> off the syrup. Let's be honest." Okay, how's, so, the, how's the syrup? How's the syrup? Uh, you should probably mix it with something. Yeah, it, so you're high. Water huh? it down. You're, it's good, right? It's strong, yeah. potent. You, it's like super potent. You high? Are too? you high? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you got me. Yeah, Bang. Super hot. I know. <laughs> Shout out to Hardeen, Las Vegas, the best dispensary in the world. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.